Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hey guys, welcome to another podcast. Today is super special because I am joined with Miranda. <laughs> you guys hear us talking all the time together. But we, but we never have done a podcast together, which now in hindsight is a little odd. And I think we're going to change that moving forward and do more. You and me. Well, we'll see how this goes and then <laughs> we'll decide. But we are in the middle of our private practice challenge and we are starting to do some interviews for people that are applying for our boot camp. And we've been really inspired by our community. And this round, we've really taken care to focus on integrating that awareness of clinical outcomes when you're looking at your business and what you're doing in your business and what you're doing clinically and what it impacts financially. So we wanted to talk today more about that clinical outcome piece and why it's so important to triangulate uh, MFT. <laughs> into well, why it's like an inter- It's like um, like if you have this triangle, right? On in a private practice, on one corner there's the clinical outcomes, and one corner there is the finances, and on this other corner there's like the business process. And when you focus on any one of those corners without integrating them all together, it doesn't flow in your business. If you're just worried about the bottom line and you're not integrating what you're doing with your clinical outcomes, that doesn't work. If you're just worrying about your business processes um, and like, you know, whether you're doing your bookkeeping right, but you're not looking at your finances, you're not looking at your clinical place, that doesn't work either. If you're so focused on clinical outcome, but you don't look at the finance of your business process, <laughs> That is not sustainable. Um, that is not going to work either. So it's been really interesting for us because we, anybody who's done boot camp and anybody you've ever heard speak about the experience of boot camp will always talk about the impact on their clinical work. And it's integrated into every module um, at, through our business school boot camp for therapists. But we haven't ever really talked about that. Like to us, it was almost like it was so. Well, that's obvious. a given. <laughs> it's a given, of course. Yeah. Of course, which yeah. is also what happens with our clients when they're trying to market their niche is they say, well, no, like I do it just like everybody else. And we're like, no, like what's unique about you? And we were doing the training at the Therapy Reimagined Conference. And do you remember there was a gal that came up to the front? Um, she was so bold and allowed us to help her with her mm-hmm. age, with her her marketing message. Right. And um, there was something in particular that she was talking about where she was like, and she just talked about it like it was no big deal. And she was like, "No, I'm like every other therapist." Yeah. And do I remember was like, what it no. was. Um, it it was brain. It was like. It was like the connecting in how the brain worked, I think. And she was like, oh, and I draw these pictures of, of the brain and how all this works and what have you. And I help them understand how this works and that works. And we're like, yeah, no, most like that's not every therapist. 
And I don't remember what her specialty is right at this moment. It was something really cool. But all that to say, that place of like, sometimes it takes someone else talking about it from the outside. And it was actually at that particular training, because we were training with everyone that we started realizing or had this aha moment of, we don't actually have that in our marketing, even <laughs> though like that's what we do. I know. I know. I mean, sometimes the cobbler's children have no shoes and we're really great at pulling it out in other people. And then sometimes we miss it in ourselves. And I think it's been really exciting to understand because in the, in a sea of lots of ways to build your business and lots of opportunities for learning. I mean, you and I've been in, you were doing this before I was, but together we've been in almost 10 years and we've seen the landscape of education for people in private practice shift tremendously. And so as things change, it's still important to remember like what makes you special. And this was, that was an exciting moment for me when we started talking about it to say like, yes, because at the end of the day, I believe therapy changes lives, changed my life. And, and that's only because I had a therapist who did care about those outcomes. And, um, so once we started talking about it more, it was like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> we <both> have- <laughs> well, and it was funny too, because we decided that when our private practice challenge, we'd really make a focus. Um, cause we've done it once before the private practice challenge, the free five week series. Um, you can go to classroom.zinnyme.com forward slash challenge and get all the data, all the information to register, watch replays, but we've done it before. And we really decided that, you know what, we're going to like, really like look at this and, and more specifically talk about the clinical outcomes um, and really talk about that focus. And it was funny because for some of the trainings, you realize like it's already all in there. But again, we were not talking, we weren't marketing that like, that's what we were doing. Mm -hmm. We just talked about it like throughout the entire place. And so it was a really um, again, a light bulb moment of sometimes you're doing the thing, um, and you're doing exactly the right thing, but you're not putting the message out, um, in the clearest way. Um, I'm, I have to say like, I was in like in good and happy tears. I had someone call me up, um, and do an interview with me this week after the how to set fees webinar. And, they were talking about, wow, I realized that in my like focus on survival and in my focus on trying to build things up, I, because of life circumstances that changed very quickly for me, I, I'm not doing my highest and best for clients anymore. I'm doing my best really for the situation that I have, but I'm seeing nine clients a day. I'm in the office seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Like the, I, I can look back and see that this isn't doable for me. Yeah. And I am ready for a change because I care too much about my work and I care too much about my clients to like have this be my new norm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this big change over, you know, life change over like less than a year. Can you imagine if 
this person hadn't like gotten that message for another year or two years, you know, like mm -hmm. that nobody had, um, or that she hadn't come to like have this conversation. Like, but, and, and I think sometimes as therapists, when we notice that something's a, a, a rye or a miss, then we can go into that shame spiral. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's why oftentimes outcomes are this like mysterious topic. Like what is an outcome and how do I really know? And there is this, we don't talk about it amongst ourselves in terms of, I found that this technique work or this intervention, and you can see when people ask to consult, there's like hundreds of different approaches and people get overwhelmed and they just kind of turn inward instead of really kind of breaking down the walls and having more authentic conversations about those outcomes being that when a person leaves, that they leave better than how they came in, that even in the session that there's a synergy and, and you both are glad to be there, even if it's hard or painful. And I, I think if we talked more about outcomes, it would also reduce the stigma because there, if we don't, then it's just this mysterious, does that even really help people? But it does. And I think if we could start talking about it and we start beefing up the value of what we do, I mean, this work is powerful. Um, and because we don't talk about it, no one really knows if if they are helpful or not, how do you know, unless you ask your client, <laughs> like, are well, we not having these discussions? Well, and I think we, we get really uncomfortable with, well, what do we do if we talk with our client and like, what if they say something like, I don't like this and it is negative. How do I tolerate that? I, no one taught me how to tolerate mm. that conversation. Right. Yeah. And yet we know through Scott Miller's research that, the, the people that are really great, that are really super shrinks, that those are people that are not just tolerant, but like they're really attuned. So when somebody says, this is great, this is perfect, they look at them and they go, I don't feel like it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there's something that's missing that doesn't line up. Like you've been going through a really hard time. Like I don't think this magically changed anything for you. I'm really worried, you know, like that they're willing to like have that conversation and dig deeper. Um, and I think that that place now here's the other piece, right? Is that this then ties back into our, our business practices and into our finances because we need to create time to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Right we need to have the energy to do something with those conversations. If we're seeing 40 clients a week or we're seeing people back to back because we're running over in our sessions, um, people are coming late or coming early or all these other things that could happen. If we don't have a way to like take this data and make sense of it, um, all of those things lead to like, well, what is this really going to do? I can have a conversation, but, I'm not going to remember to do this next time because I'm not doing my progress notes right now because I'm tapped. Yeah. I can't, and I'm not going to keep this in my head because I have a caseload of 70. I think you bring up a good point in another way to kind of reframe. <laughs> I'm using all the therapy terms today. Um, that 
outcomes come are because of the research is about the relationship. So it's what in your business contributes to you and your attunement. And so time, energy, intellectual growth is a part of that. But if you don't have time to contribute to that intellectual growth, that's not going to happen. But there is an aspect of you as a therapist have to show up wholly and fully to be present for those kinds of those attuned moments. And if you aren't taking care of you, you can't. So the business can either suck your soul, as I like to say, or it can help open up the avenue for a happier, healthier life from financial health to physical health, even and spiritual health, emotional health. Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. I think that's the thing is that we try to, we come out of these um, practicum placements and internship placements and gathering hours where we're working these like crazy hours and we have these crazy caseloads. And I remember talking with really well-meaning clinical supervisors saying like, well, this doesn't quite feel right. And I think I might need this, or I think I should refer this person out. They basically were like, there's no one to refer them to you're it. There's nothing to be done. Like just do your best and it's all going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that scenario is such a a crazy place to kind of live from. And it's sort of sets you up for, yeah, I should always be working. You know, I work full time and I go to school full time and 70 hours a week is the norm. So the fact that I'm seeing 35 clients a week and then I also need to do my marketing and my bookkeeping and vacuum the office and (laughs) all of the other things becomes like really Mm -hmm. normed. And yes, then I come home and I do all those things at home and, and I don't hire a housekeeper, even though I'm working 70 hours a week and, you know, I'm going to do all these things. And then I'm totally spent when it comes to interpersonal interaction and not even remotely showing up in the way in my personal life that I want my clients to show up in theirs. Yeah. I think too, back when I worked in those kinds of systems and I, I understand that that's part of our mental health system and that, but I also feel like private practice, the amount of creativity that you can have in it allows you to serve all kinds of people from all walks of life, insurance, private pay, people who need sliding scale. There's all sorts of options when putting together this plan. But I believe that every client should get the best of me. And when I think back to my training days, it was more of that survival thing and it wasn't my best. And those are people who probably needed my best the most. 
right. that were probably in the most worst of straits, you know, and like they're at the end of the rope of the system and they get a caseworker who has 120 cases who can only see them an hour a month. Like it's, yeah, and that has two years of experience and like yeah, the least amount of training. If that, yeah. And so I think I want every client to get the same kind of great care yeah. um, from amazing therapists. And I, the other aspect too, that you and I had chatted about in terms of our own journey of looking at when you value outcomes, how it kind of guides your path into how you provide services. I mean, that's kind of how boot camp was formed. Yeah. We started out with our web design program <laughs> or teaching people, you know, how to build a website with a business plan in mind. And we did individual coaching and then we had a program that was beyond the couch. Can I, can I go back to that for a second? Uh-huh. So the first thing we did this website in 30 days program, right? And we did these like little short, like five minute videos and we took people through it. And what's funny looking back on that, hmm. we were holistic even then. Yes. We were talking about clinical outcomes and talking about like improving the client experience even then. Like we had a, such a very different take on like how to develop a website and people who took the course really raved and were like, this is great. Like, this is amazing. I love it. We just didn't know how to market it. <laughs> like, it was like, we really didn't know at that time how to market an online course. Like, this was almost 10 years ago. Like, this was not the norm. Well, and the format we picked was not viable in terms of constantly, yeah. because our platform changed and stuff. Yeah. And I think... It's actually, that's where attunement began for us because we would hear like the underlying issues. Like, yes, I need a website. That's what people present, right? Like when a client calls and like, I'm going through a divorce, but really what's going on is like a whole bunch of other grief and a whole bunch of rehashing of past trauma or whatever. It's mm -hmm. kind of the same thing. I want a website, but actually I don't have my fees in order. I don't have, and the two minute already started. And so then that's, then we started doing like more individual and then that led to that other program. And then we got really attuned and thought, no, this is what. It's just like if the client's providing feedback saying, this is helpful and I wish I had, or this I needed. And we're or, like, okay. I think there was also times where we're like, people came through our eight-week program and we were like, and they were like raving. This is amazing. This is just what I needed. And we're looking going, there's is something it? about this that, that we didn't like the outcomes. Like we, we didn't, didn't feel like it was at the level that we wanted, even though they were saying, this is great. And we still have people who are like, oh my God, I went through the program. It was amazing. We're like, oh geez. You know, like, yeah, yeah, it was great. And there was so much that was missing in terms of we really kind of took that place of, wow, if you're successful and in private practice, you've kind of got things going then we could do this next level stuff, not realizing that the foundation, like the foundational issues for most therapists in their business were re is really shaky ground. And so when you started digging into all of these other pieces and started trying to build on top of that shaky foundation, then all of a sudden you were like, oh, wait, we actually, what's happening with your feet? Wait, no, 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 no. Like, mm -hmm. let's look at that. Oh, wait, what's happening with the, the main part of your website that you're already doing? Oh, wait 
there's some stuff happening. Wait, what's looking at your time? How much time are you spending mm. doing all of these things? You know, like, mm. is this really sustainable? So it was really this place of that holistic approach, which is where boot camp came out of, you know. I just think back to, yeah, I sometimes it's, well, it's kind of like you're saying that session where a client says, this is great. And the therapist is like, no, I don't think so. And I think that's kind of what happened to us was people said it was great. And that's, that feels nice. And that's an ego stroke, but I want to see, I want to see the results and I want, I want, you know, so, and then as boot camp had started and as it's grown over the years, it's been constantly that like getting feedback and tweaking and getting more feedback and then shifting and constantly just kind of refining. And it, that's kind of a mirror to the therapeutic work with a client. You're constantly checking in and then you shift again. And, and does it directly impact our income? Yes. Um, does it change how we do the program? Yes. So, I mean, that triangle, no one can see our hands, but basically the triangle we're making with our hands, you know, everything is connected. And so as one thing grows, it enhances those other aspects of the business and the income in our own lives. Personally, we've been able to simplify and not try to do all the things. We don't do all the things. We can't. We don't want to. We like our lives. We like our kids. We like our friends so, and our health and, and all that. So I'm really excited to talk more overtly about this aspect and inspire therapists to add that to the frame yeah. of their businesses. Yeah. yeah what do you guys think do you guys like us just sitting and talking (laughs) this is how we talk wax on Uh, this is sometimes how we talk uh sometimes sometimes i interrupt you like this a lot like i need this i have a slide i can't get it out (laughs) and i will i we both do it to each other we're like and sometimes we'll literally interrupt the other person to (laughs) To say say what they were just saying because we're like no 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 and we're like, no, I was totally going to say that, but you can say it. It's cool. I know. I just want to play too. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it's funny too, because like literally, like we've been on podcasts together on other people's podcasts, but we've never, never been on our own. <laughs> we've never done a podcast together. And there's part of us trying to like, oh, we want to make it simple. And, and because I don't know if you guys, like, it makes us laugh sometimes. You guys are like, you have the best podcast. We're like, do we? Because- man oh man we know how a podcast should run we know how we would how we recommend our clients to run a podcast this isn't it no Um, (laughs) but uh, we also know that that it does impact people and that we're kind of okay with the imperfection of it for the moment um as we as we work on other pieces and um and then we can circle back but i think that place of (sighs) yeah anywho so Feel free to uh, email us at help at zinnime.com or give us a rating on iTunes and say that sucked. It was terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> like, oh my God, that was amazing. Please keep doing that. Um, we can take it, right? We can totally take it and take that feedback. Um, also, for those of you, I, I talked with someone um, yesterday, uh, amazing therapist, 
uh, who got on the line with me. Um, she started a private, and I got permission to share this, by the way. Um, she started a private practice um, part-time while she was working full-time. And she's like, I just kept putting off um, interviewing for boot camp, and, and then it sold out. And she said, and I just literally kicked myself all year. And at the same time, she's like, I went through every single everything and mm -hmm. all of your trainings. And I built this private practice and it is full to the brim part time. It has a waiting list. She's like, I started it in a completely different way than I would have if I hadn't gone through your trainings. And I can see how um, how much more successful I am because of it. And she's like, and now I'm excited to get that like really individualized help from you guys to go that next level as I break through my fears of going into full time. Like, how cool is that? And I was literally like, just listening to her talk and that shift of how all of the people, I mean, she's completely full and there's a wait list which just tells me there's this huge need. And what if she just hadn't done anything? You know, like she already had a full-time gig. Like what if she had just not done anything? Like all of those people wouldn't have gotten support, you know? And it's just so exciting to see that. So if you are at a place where you want some help um, getting those three areas of your practice really um, balanced, the finances, the process, and the outcomes for you and or your group practice. Um, now's the time to be interviewing, guys. Mm -hmm. You can go to bschoolbootcamp.com forward slash about, um, and you get on the phone, like read all about it. And if it actually makes sense, like you're excited, it feels like what you need. Um, you can get on the phone directly with Kelly or I, and we'll just have a conversation. Um, you'll come in with all the data that you need. We'll ask you some really pointed questions so we can get clarity and point you in the right direction one way or another. Cool. Well, next week, um, when this goes out, uh, it'll be right around the time we're doing our third part in the private practice challenge series on niche. And then we have marketing and then our awesome launch party. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on, but thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Um, I think we may do a few more of these. I think so too. This was fun and easy and yeah. it flowed. Um, and all of the stuff, um, finding those trainings and everything again, you can, guys can even just go to zinnime.com forward slash free. Um, and everything's linked from there. So you can find free. free. <laughs> all right, guys, okay. we'll see you next time. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.